It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. I am your host, Spencer, and I am having such a good time reading this book to you, and I hope it helps you sleep. Are you listening to this while you sleep? Maybe you're you're learning things that you didn't even you weren't even consciously aware that you heard. Maybe you will learn today about the first word, diaper. D-I-A-P-E-R, first form. Do you know about a diaper? If you don't, you will know about it. The first thing that I can tell you about it is that you can also pronounce it diaper, because that's how it's spelled. You can make it three syllables. Diaper. Noun from the 14th century. Number one, a fabric with a distinctive pattern. What sort of pattern might this be? Well, it might be 1A, a rich silk fabric. Well, that doesn't say anything about the pattern. It just talks about the fabric. What sort of distinctive pattern? Well, are we talking about the the literal, the, the pattern on the fabric? Or is it the pattern of how the fabric is cut? Because, yes, the area that you put it around... If we're thinking about about the diaper that goes on a baby, that is a very distinctive pattern around the legs and the waist and all that. But, um, hmm, I'm not sure. Well, what does 1B say? It says, a soft, usually white linen or cotton fabric used for tablecloths or towels. Yeah, so uh, this is just a type of fabric, a diaper. I have never heard of a diaper fabric. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to put some more information in the show notes because this this one's new to me. Number two, what's this one? Is it also new? It is an all-over pattern consisting of one or more small repeated units of design as geometric figures connecting with one another or growing out of one another with continuously flowing or straight lines. So this is literally the name of a pattern to put on a fabric or a pattern made into a fabric is so this this is this is blowing my mind a little bit i had no idea that there was a diaper a fabric a pattern called diaper maybe this is the one that's called diaper hmm number 3 is this the one that i know number 3 a basic garment for infants consisting of a folded cloth or other absorbent material drawn up between the legs and fastened around the waist. Also, a similar garment, especially for incontinent adults. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when it said, for infants. Well, yes, mostly infants, but adults who can't hold in their pee or their poo are going to need some diapers too. Oh, that rhymed. Adults who can't pee or poo are going to need diapers too. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, I think most of us have probably worn diapers. Uh, there could be fabric diapers which you wash, or they could be disposable diapers which are filling up our dumpsters. And, uh, if you, you attach them maybe with some sort of sticky thing or Velcro thing or pins, giant pins that hold the fabric together. 
I think it's an it's an art to to fold one of those diapers. I mean, even the ones that are they're made to just like pull around and velcro down. Even those I think can be probably hard. I've only changed a small handful of diapers in my day. I had no younger siblings, uh, no no younger cousins that I was taking care of. I've babysat a couple of little kids, you know, just just a few in my life. I think that's about all I need. Uh, I hope I don't have to wear a diaper before I die. Chances are I will have to wear a diaper at some point. Hopefully, while I am actively making this podcast, that will not be my reality. But hey, you never know. Let's see how life goes. Maybe, maybe when I'm in the Z's, I will be a diapered Spencer. Um, the etymology doesn't really give us much uh, from the Middle Latin diasporum, diasporum, but it doesn't say what that means. So I don't know. Maybe it started off with the with the name of the pattern, and then maybe they used maybe they used that fancy pattern as the fabric, uh, or they used the fabric with the fancy pattern to put around a baby to hold in the pee and the poo. Oh, diapers, 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 diapers. I'm sure there's a lot of, lot more things we could say about diapers, but we don't have the time. We have to move on to... Let's. I guess the sound effect is just going to be... The second form of diaper. This one is a transitive verb. I, I said we were done with diaper. We are not done with diaper. Yeah, transitive verb from the 14th century. Number one. To ornament with diaper designs. How have I never heard of this diaper design pattern? Let's go. Can maybe maybe there's you there's like a, a wallpaper, a diaper wallpaper. Let's diaper diaper our walls with diaper or diaper. Number two for this verb form of diaper is to put on or change the diaper of. Of who? Of an infant, or possibly an adult. Yep, you gotta you gotta diaper the babies, and then you gotta re-diaper the babies, and re-diaper them, and uh, diaper, diaper, diaper all over the time. <laughs> all the time, they need the diapers. I've heard that if you, um, there's a, you, you could potty train a kid early, um, there's, I, I don't know, it's something about, you know, you don't, you don't have them wear diapers at a certain age, and yes, you might have some accidents, but you kind of put them over the toilet when you know they're ready to go. And usually I think they make some faces or sounds. So you got to be really observant to minimize the accidents in the house. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to, to give that a shot, I've heard it's pretty successful. And then they're diaper. No, then they're potty trained pretty early. The next word. <laughs> diaper rash. Two words. Noun from 1945. I guess that's when we first called it diaper rash, but I have to imagine it existed way before that. This is skin irritation of the diaper-covered area of an infant, especially from exposure to feces and urinary ammonia. You don't want to let the, the, the human being sit in their feces and their urinary ammonia for a long time. Once they've soiled the diaper, you gotta change it. Do it right away, otherwise they're gonna get diaper rash. I'm sure every single human has had diaper rash at some point. 
when they were a baby. I mean, I guess it's it's pop. It's possible and likely uh, that adults will get it too if they don't get changed right away. Then uh, then yeah, they're gonna get some diaper rash, and you probably got the you got to put the powder on and some sort of ointment. I suspect diaper rash. Good thing you can't really form memories when you're that age, when you're wearing diapers and getting diaper rash, because I I wouldn't want to remember what that feels like. The next word. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode for people just with the sound effect alone. All right, we are getting to a lot of words that I have never heard before, and the pronunciations are going to be kind of interesting. So we have here this first one, diaphaneity. Actually, well, yeah, you can say diaphaneity or diaphaneity, diaphaneity, or diaphaneity. D-I-A-P-H-A-N-E-I-T-Y. Noun from the 15th century. The quality or state of being diaphanous. Do you know what diaphanous is? Well, you're about to, because... Diaphanous is our next word. It is an adjective from 1614. One, characterized by such fineness of texture as to permit seeing through, as in diaphanous fabrics. Maybe these diaphanous fabrics have a diaper pattern. A diaper, diaphanous diaper. You don't want to wear a diaper that's diaphanous because you may not want to see through what's going on on the other side. You're going to see it anyway once you take off the diaper, but you don't want to see it all the time. Um, and you also, I think if you can see through it, then it might also allow things to come through. And you don't want things to come through the diaper. That's the whole point of the diaper is to hold it in. So no diaphanous diapers, please. Number two. Characterized by extreme delicacy of form, and the synonym is ethereal, as in painted diaphanous landscapes. That would be, they're delicate, they're ethereal, maybe they, they're fantastical, maybe they've got fairies flying around, or maybe it's a forest, or a, a river, a creek, that could be diaphanous, or if it's delicate... Maybe just the style of the paint is uh, delicate. Maybe it's watercolors. Number three, the synonyms are insubstantial and vague, as in, had only a diaphanous hope of success. Not much of a chance of success for that. Uh, so it's it's diaphanous success or diaphanous hope of success. Um I oh I had a thing. Diaphanously is an adverb, and diaphanousness is a noun. And the etymology says this is from the Greek diaphanin, which means to show through, from dia, which means through, plus feinin, which means to show. And there's more at the word fancy. Fancy. Fancy that. Fancy is from feinin which means to show. So is fancy just showing a thing? It's very showy. Fancy things are showy. Um, so let's see. Yeah, it's 
to show through. So yeah, it's about just something that's yeah ethereal. I think is a really good way to describe that. Um, but then it became well, I guess a fabric that's diaphanous is probably kind of insubstantial and vague. It's you know there's just not much fabric there. It's sort of a vague fabric. So that's uh, that's diaphanous. And then of course if we look back to the previous word, diaphaneity. That is something that is in the state of being diaphanous. So it's a diaphaneity. The fabric is in a state of diaphaneity. I don't even know how to use that in a sentence. Hmm, I thought I had something else to say about diaphanous, which is a pretty fantastic word, if you ask me. Insubstantial. What is a something that's insubstantial or is it vague? I don't know. I had another example. Let's move on to diaphone. D-I-A-P-H-O-N-E. Noun from 1906. A fog signal similar to a siren, but producing a blast of two tones. A fog signal. Diaphone. Yeah, I saw phone and I thought this might be some sort of instrument or a thing that makes sounds. So, uh, yeah. Maybe you've already heard me put in an example of what a diaphone sounds like, and if not, I'll do it now. Or maybe you got it twice. Yes, yeah, probably this is a thing that they're going to maybe um, put out over water, so they're telling the boats and the other people to say, uh, there's fog here, watch out, be careful, go slow. Or just stop. Just don't, don't do anything. The next word. <laughs> diaphorous. Or di... Uh, sorry, no, no, no. It is diaphorase or diaphorase. Diaphorase. Noun from... Oh, wait, sorry. I wanted to look back at diaphone. There is no etymology. Um, but I, I feel like the dia prefix might be across or through. So would it be like the sound goes through the fog or something? Where did that name come from? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Okay, back to diaphorase. Noun from 1938. It is a flavoprotein enzyme capable of oxidizing the reduced form of NAD. No clue what that means, NAD. NAD must be in here. Uh, let's just do a, a quick look. NAD. What might NAD be? Well, it's something with, what was it, enzymes and proteins? And uh, let's see. This this is a very pointless task here, but uh, yes, NAD, ooh, a very long scientific uh, definition. You can, you can look forward to that later. That's diaphorase. This is from, let's see, the Greek diaphoros, which is from diaphorine, which means to differ, uh, which is from dia plus pharine, which means to carry. 
and uh, and then they put the ASE at the end, and there's more at the word bear, like like the bear with the big paws, raw raw bear, black bear, polar bear, brown bear, polar. I said polar, panda bear. Why why is there more at the word bear? Hmm. Diaphorine to carry, so it's to carry, and then to differ, uh, and then different. Diaphoros is different. So something about differing things. I bet you this one's related. <laughs> Diaphoresis. Diaphoresis or diaphoresis. It is a noun from 1681, circa 1681. The synonym is perspiration, especially profuse perspiration artificially induced. How do you how how do you artificially produce perspiration? Do you what? And it's prof, profuse. There's a lot of it. There's so much perspiration. Buckets and buckets of perspiration. Hmm. I don't know if this is related to the previous word. It seems like it would be, but this one didn't say anything. Uh, diaphorase didn't say anything about perspiration, but I don't know what a flavoprotein enzyme is or NAD is, so it could be perspiration-related. This diaphoresis is from the Greek diaphorine, which means to dissipate by perspiration, which is from dia plus forine, which is from ferine, which means to carry again. So yes, they that's the same kind of etymology. Hmm. But they took diaphorine, diaphorine. This is complicated. Hmm. We we get some of the same etymology, but it's different. We got to carry. That's the same. Hmm. All right. Yeah, we might have to put some links links in the show notes for diaphorase or diaphorase and diaphoresis. The next word, <laughs> diaphoretic. And all the these F sounds are with a PH. Diaphoretic, adjective from the 15th century. One, having the power to increase perspiration. Increase perspiration. You have the power to. So if I have the power to go out for a jog and increase my perspiration, right? That's when you sweat. And uh, so I guess I am diaphoretic because I can do that. But this is probably talking about something else. Number two is just perspiring profusely. Perspiring profusely. Perspiring profusely. That's hard to say. Diaphoretic. There are some people who do perspire profusely, so they would be diaphoretic. And yeah, I think this is just the same etymology as the last word. Diaphoretic is also a noun. The next word... (laughs) Diaphragm. D-I-A-P-H-R-A-G-M. We've got a number of definitions... It is a noun from the 14th century. I will just say right off the bat, we all use our diaphragm, but people who play instruments and sing and talk professionally, they they know how to use their diaphragm. They use it a lot more than the rest of us. I, I never really fully studied the proper way to use it for talking and singing. 
Um, I did take a few singing lessons not too long ago, and I got a little bit of practice, but I need to I need to keep up with it. I don't have the correct form, so I need to be conscious of use the diaphragm, use it to expel the air from the voice. Um, I, I'm working on it. Number one for diaphragm is a body partition of muscle and connective tissue, specifically the partition separating the chest and abdominal cavities in mammals. So the chest part would be like where the lungs and the heart are, and then the abdominal part would be where like, I guess I guess it would start with the stomach and go down. So the stomach and the intestines... And, you know, I'm sure the pancreas and spleen and liver and kidneys are all in there, too. Not sure which side, but but yeah, the, the diaphragm kind of separates the lungs. It's right below the lungs, and then all the stomachy intestinal parts are below that. Number two, a dividing membrane or thin partition, especially in a tube. So we're not talking about a body anymore, a living body. Um, yeah, it's just a thin a thin kind of flexible movable movable thing in a tube or in a thing um oh i i know i know i can think of an example like a um well i guess i don't know if a speaker i don't know if you could call that a diaphragm probably not i cannot think of an example right off the top of my head but some sort of tube that has a flexible membrane thing in there that that separates it that's a diaphragm 3a a more or less rigid partition in the body or shell of an invertebrate. So this one is more or less rigid. What, an invertebrate, maybe like a lobster or a crab? What? I didn't know they had diaphragms. Maybe we need to put a link in the show notes so you can learn, because I don't know. I don't know where their diaphragm is. It's in the body or the shell. Hmm, interesting. 3B. A transverse septum in a plant stem. A transverse, does that mean it goes across the stem? So if the stem goes up, this thing goes maybe left to right. It goes across. And where is the septum? It's a trans. It's a transverse septum. So it separates it probably somewhere. Plants have diaphragms? All right. If you say so. Number four is a device that limits the aperture of a lens or optical system. Compare to the words iris diaphragm. I think this might be, if if I know correctly, this might be in an old camera. They have that um, big sort of flexible accordion style thing that separates the lens from the body of the camera and i think that may be called the diaphragm i could be wrong but it is movable and flexible um but it could be something else now this says doc does it this talks about the aperture and that's more about how much light gets let into a camera so maybe it's different maybe maybe there will be some links uh, in the show notes or pictures on the social media to, to talk more about all these things so we can see them and learn about them more than what this book is telling us. Five, a thin flexible disc, as in a microphone or loudspeaker, 
that vibrates when struck by sound waves or that vibrates to generate sound waves. So, this was, this is a perfect example. I'm holding a microphone in my hand, and inside of it is a flexible disc that vibrates when my voice hits that thing, it vibrates, and it creates, uh, it generates sound waves through the electronics of the microphone into the cable, the XLR cable, and then into the recorder that is recording that sound. And then, as you are playing this on your phone, computer, whatever device it is, that sound is transmitted somehow either through a cable or through the airwaves like Bluetooth, and they hit your speaker. They could be little uh, headphones, some sort of headphones or a physical speaker that goes out into the air, and the diaphragm, once that sound, that electrical signal hits it, it vibrates and it creates a sound. It, it, it hits the diaphragm, and the diaphragm makes the sound there, and it's the full circle. Diaphragms. Number six for diaphragm is a molded cap, usually of thin rubber, fitted over the uterine cervix to act as a mechanical contraceptive barrier. Yet, when you are talking about a diaphragm, you you have to be very specific as what diaphragm are you talking about? Is it the one under your lungs? Is it the thing that you put in your body to to not have the babies? Um, or is it the thing in a tube? Or is it the thing on a microphone? Or all these types of things on a camera? Lots of diaphragms in the world. Let's see. Yes, um, it's uh, the well. It's specifically talking about number six. Um, there, there's lots of forms of contraception, and um, I don't know. I don't know how much these get used. But they are there. Everybody has their own personal preference of how they want to um, use contraception. So it's a thing. It's it's one of the many options. But you you know you still got to use the condoms. That's kind of first and foremost. Do that. Do that, please and thank you. Diaphrag. You say this word. Diaphragmatic. Diaphragmatic or diaphragmatic. That is an adjective, and diaphragmatically is an adverb. Something that is done with a diaphragm. This is from the Greek diaphrasine, which means to barricade. So that very, very clearly is uh, for the number six, the contraception barrier. Uh, It barricades. And then that is from dia plus frasine, which means to enclose. Enclose and to barricade seem pretty, pretty similar. Not sure how the dia prefix is used here. Things can't go through it. Yeah, you put the, you enclose a thing and then you put the dia prefix and you're stopping things from going through, I guess. Um... And then it doesn't, I guess, I guess the diaphragm in your body, the thing under your lungs, it's, uh, what is it doing? Is it, in, it's enclosing your abdomen, the abdominal portion, it's barricading, I don't know, I don't know what it's doing, but it's a thing, when you breathe and you let it out, you're using your diaphragm. 
Okay, one more word for this episode. <laughs> Diaphysis. Diaphysis. D-I-A-P-H-Y-S-I-S. Diaphysis. Noun from um, 1831. The shaft of a long bone. So is this like your femur bone? Would this be the part in between the nubby parts at the ends? I don't know what those nubby parts are called. But you take your femur bone and maybe if you, if you cut off the, the wider parts at the either end, the rest of it is called the diaphysis. Hmm. Diaphysial. Diaph- diaphysial or diaphysial diaphysial or diaphysial that is an adjective so this is a greek word and it is the spinous or spinous process of the tibia this is from diaphysthai diaphysthai which means to grow between from dia plus phyene which means to bring forth and there's more at the word be so I guess this is the part that grows between the nubby parts of the bone. That's all. That's all I can think of. It's the it's the shaft of a bone of a long bone. Well, my fingers have short bones, but they still have a the the skinny part in the middle. Hmm. So many words I didn't even know existed. All right. It, it is time to reread the words we had today. Diaper or diaper, diaper, diaper rash, diaphaneity, diaphanous, diaphone, diaphorase, diaphoresis, diaphoretic, diaphragm, and diaphysis. There are some really great words here. Things that we learned all about, like diaphanous, is a uh, like a see-through thing, ethereal, insubstantial, and vague. Um, but I think I think uh, obviously diapers are a, a wonderful invention, and I think we should all wear them all the time. But I think I might have to pick diaphragm as the word of the episode because, well, it's uh, it's a very useful in your body. It's a great thing for contraception. It is used in things like speakers and microphones and other tubes and cameras. Um, and so just the whole idea of a diaphragm is, uh, it's very useful, um, very important. It's, um, lots of things need diaphragms. Lots of things need diaphragms. Lots of things need diaphragms. Don't have no babies, cause you're gonna need to put the diapers on the baby, so you need a diaphragm. I don't even know if I was using my diaphragm for that. I think that is a fine place to end this episode. Thank you very much for listening to me talk about the words. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.